Joe John Finley there talking about Levy, talking about a little bit of the uh, the style or the um, the way that he he manages you know the recruiting and building it into his offense. It, it's so interesting watching that offensive coaching staff work. That's what I was about to ask you is what I mean the head coach has got a megaphone saying 38 don't know what he's doing. Keep your eyes out of the back like screaming like well, how's how's Lebby going about it? Um Lebby is I would say uh quiet intensity. There's not a whole lot Coming out of there, whenever he gets going, he gets going. But um, it's it's really it's cool to watch them work because it is um, it's a very proactive group, offensively and defensively. And it's 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 it looks like what I'm used to when a play ends. You see. 10 assistant coaches that are running out onto the field to correct a player instantly right then. Sure. And a lot of places don't do that. A lot of places the coaches stay back and, you know, they coach it more on film than they do in the moment. They are like, there's a hundred different conversations going, well, you call them conversations, call it whatever you want. Uh, There's a lot happening after every single snap and it's good, but it's just, it's, so wild like to look around out there and I see Curtis Lofton and Josh Norman and Caleb Kelly and John Cooper and Joe John Finley and DeMarco Murray it just goes on and on and on there's so many guys out there that it means a lot to I mean it means a lot to any coach anywhere right it's your job but I think it's really cool to have guys out there to where it's more than just a job, right? It's actually a representation of you and what you did previously out there, and I think that that factors in. It's also really helpful, man. Um, I mean, if you're a backers coach, it's it's hard to address the entire linebacker core in just one play. But if you got Curtis Lofton out there running around, gonna go ahead and guess that you trust his input on things. Like, there's more guys to be able to do and conduct practice that way. Yeah, now. I don't know. Well, I, I don't know exactly what guys up there are able to, like a lot of guys cannot have any on-field, they can't give any coaching at all on the field, but they're still there. But like like we know, there's a lot of coaches that that played here, have spent time here, so those guys are out there. They are position coaches. But that reminds me of a funny, of one of the funny moments from practice today. So the D coordinator, Ted Roof, was up in the press box. Mm-hmm for the scrimmage calling the defense. And <laughs> during one of the plays, one of the linebackers wasn't lined up right, and he's, like, hanging out of the press box at the very top. Oh, my gosh, that's amazing. Screaming that is awesome. at this linebacker to move over, and you can barely hear it, but he's screaming at the oh, top of awesome. his lungs. So funny. 55, I- <laughs> get over! <laughs> It's it was so uh, funny. I dude. love that. <laughs> it's great, but yeah, uh, I I love listening to Joe John coach his guys, and 
I'm telling you, man, that th- there's a there's a lot of things that you're going to see from from Levy that he had before, but there's also going to be some nuances from some of these other coaches that he. And this is one of the things we talked about. It's going to be much more of a collaborative effort than it's been recently. You made the comment earlier, and I, I don't think this was the first day that you've. Uh, that you've mentioned it, but you said Braden Willis is the leader of this. You say the leader of the offense or the leader of the team. football team? Leader of the football team. Um, I yeah, I mean that's not super shocking. I thought that Dylan Gabriel would factor a little bit more into that because he gets some instant credibility for for what he's done in this game already. Is is he kind of right behind Braden Willis, or is it just? I mean, there's no doubt who the alpha is, and everyone just follows Braden Willis's lead. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Every quarterback on every team is going to be handed some type of leadership. Really, role. what I'm asking here is, who are the leaders on this team? Who are the leaders? Who are on the this leaders? Team? Um, I, I really, I haven't been around them enough to know, like, like the pecking order. In order to see how the real pecking order is, you have to be in the locker room. You've got to be in the cafeteria. You got to be on the bus. You got to see how these guys uh, in, in the strength and conditioning program in the weight room. You got to see how everyone interacts with one another. But from what I've seen and, and what I've heard, and it, I, Brayden Willis is that dude right now, and that's great. I think that's a that is a top notch guy to have as um, one of or maybe you the leader on your team. Um, you know, we you mentioned a no-read list for some national journalists that are out there. Yeah. We never started it. We need to. We need to keep a um, like a whiteboard in studio or something. We need to put Bud Elliott on the no-read list after after today. Right. Yeah. Well, I think he may have actually started the no-read yeah, list. Yeah, he he was he was the OG on the on the no-read list. Projecting win totals, he has OU at 9 this year. Which here's what doesn't add up to me. Someone in the Big 12 is going to win double digits. Like, just based off, like, math. Like, I mean, some team is going to break yeah. through and win double digits, if not multiple teams. But he doesn't have anyone. Like, l- listen to how silly some of these win totals are. OU's at nine. That's that's stupid. That's silly. We think that OU's going to be a better coach team than they were last year. I think it's fair to assume that OU's going to be a better team than they were last year. And by that logic... They will be a 10-win football team at worst, maybe. Uh, but Baylor has seven as the win-loss total. OU nine, Baylor seven. Oklahoma State eight, Texas seven. OU and uh, Oklahoma State are the only teams that have eight wins or more in the projected win totals. Like My point is like I, we're getting to the point with some of these numbers where it may be mathematically impossible for it to look like this. Oh, those those aren't conference win totals. Those are overall overall win, win totals. Wow. Now Vegas is going to look drastically different than this fella. Nope. Vegas will have it pegged a a lot better than this guy does. But if Vegas has this, then there are multiple teams on the board that I would like to play. Please, does Baylor have some like? They're at BYU. Um, BYU will be a nice team this year. They'll be a top twenty five team, I think. But that in no way is I. I don't know if Baylor will be a dog in that game. At BYU and Texas State, is that Albany? I don't know what that team is that they start off with. 
but they're going to win all three of those non-conference games. They're they're better than BYU. They just are. I mean, they they've got better players. They uh, I, I'm not good. I don't want to say that they're well. No, I'll say it. They're coached better. They got better coaching. Yeah. Um, they're just they're better. They're better than BYU. They'll, they should beat them. So they're going to win their first three games, non-conference games. They're going to beat Iowa State on the road. They've got Oklahoma State at home. Good game. I'd favor. I. I think they are going to be a dog to OU. I think the Kansas State game is going to be a difficult one for them. All right. There may be one game next year that they're a dog. They, they, Baylor would have to go 6-6 six and six for you not to cash this. I mean, Baylor would have to be decimated by injuries not to cash. They lost a lot of good players. But if we've seen anything from – like, Baylor may be the – like the poster boy of the Big 12 recently on developing players. And I know some may say, well, what about Iowa State? Yes, Iowa State, but Iowa State developed the same group f- for five years. Right? It was the same, pretty much the same exact uh, starting lineup on offense and defense forever. Baylor has had significant turnover and has been, aver- been able to replace those guys with new outstanding players, um, I, so I expect that again. I don't think that necessarily they're going to have a, a Petrie right out of the gate. No. He was unbelievable, but they'll find one at some point. I think they're going to be really good. They I think were, they just got a transfer from LSU. Is it Josh White? Backer didn't play a lot at LSU, but it's just one of those where you see it and say, "Oh God, they're going to turn him into a player." Aren't that's they? not. Uh, Devin White lineage is it from I hope not. Louisiana State? Well, they and they get good transfer guys. All right, they've they've turned transfers into really good players. That gigantic nose guard that they got is uh, is a transfer, and he's going to be back next year. So, yeah, the, Baylor is is tough, and you know, last year offensively they were just a little bit different. I don't, they weren't a there's a conservative minded team the way that they they play a heavy heavy run. Well, you know, they got to replace their running back. Yeah, well that running back was a linebacker before last year. So if they could take a linebacker, insert him into that running game and turn him into a thousand plus yard back, I think he led the Big 12 in rushing. I I think that they can find another guy that can run the football for them because they're going to have the bulk of their offensive line back. Take these numbers with a grain of salt because um, pretty much all of them in the Big 12 are complete crap by Bud Elliott. But Nebraska's is listed at, or projected, I should say, at 7 for the over-under. A&M at 9. Auburn, the dumpster fire, is at 6. Arkansas's at 7. Tennessee's at 8. Bama and Georgia both at 11. Hmm. Any of those look tasty? Uh, Auburn <laughs> under six? <laughs> well, I'll tell you the interesting one is Nebraska. He has it a seven. Uh-huh. Like, he's got Nebraska at a seven and Oklahoma or, or and Baylor at a seven. Nebraska won, what, three games last year? Tech at a seven. Iowa State at a seven. Baylor at a seven. Texas at a seven. 
Arkansas at a seven, Nebraska at a seven. You're talking about Nebraska being, and, and I think Nebraska has a chance to be better. I do, but uh, you, you're. It's more about the others being too low than it is Nebraska being too high. I mean, Nebraska was a three and nine football team last year, right? And you've got them in with there's conference champions in that group. Sure. Um, I mean, when's the last time? I guess 2019 Nebraska won more than three games. They won five. They were five and seven. I don't know the last time they had a winning record. They won four games in 2018. And you're throwing them in with a, a group of really established teams that are playing really good football right now. So, strange. It's a little odd. A little odd. I, there's very few of these that I actually do agree with. I Like I told you yesterday, I would have OU – what do we set it at ten and a half? A game and a half more than what this clown has it. At. I mean, that's significant, yeah. dude. Ten and a half is probably it's going to be ten at worst. Will be the number for OU in Vegas this year, yeah. I believe. Well, I mean, the Big Twelve had three double-digit win teams last year: Oklahoma State, Oklahoma, and Baylor. So, text line says Tyler. Did you say OSU? I said OSU was in an eight. Yeah. OSU at an 8 and OU at a 9 were the highest win totals by old bud. What do you think OSU's is? How many games do they win next year? Um, I kind of view them as an 8-4 and four team. Um, I'd say 8.5 is probably going to be their over-under. Do they beat ASU, Arizona State, yeah. in the second game of the season? Yeah. Can they win at Baylor? Uh, no, I think Baylor wins that game. I think they'll lose at Baylor. I think that they'll lose at OU. Um, are they at, at K- Kansas State at this year? Kansas yeah, State. yeah. There's 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 three that I feel you know relatively good about. Yeah. I feel much better about the first two than I do. Like they could go to Manhattan and win. Texas. I mean, they kind of own Texas here recently, don't they? Don't they always come from behind to beat them? Feels like they definitely did last year with the pick six. Yeah. Yeah. So I think eight and a half is probably the number for for OSU. That's probably right. Probably right. All right. Quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Um, keep hitting the text line. 651-3439 Air Comfort Solutions text line. Stay tuned. It is the rush brought to you by Pacifico. Pacifico, let it remind you to live life anchors up. Tyler and Teddy in studio today. This hour is brought to you by Cavens Construction. Cavens offers remodeling, roofing, water restoration, and facility maintenance. Cavens Facility Maintenance serves all of Oklahoma and can help take the ease off of your staff by fixing those pesky problems in your office building. Cavens, 405-573-3048, Tulsa, 918-282-7612. Guess where I will be tonight after the show? Immediately after the show, I should say. Immediately after the show? Uh Uh-huh. Softball. That's right. 
going to softball oh, games. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No big deal. Did you you got sweet tickets uh, or something? No, but uh, loyal listener Jack Talley said, uh, hey, I can't use my tickets on Wednesday. Do you want to go to the game? I said, yes, please. How about that? So thank you to Jack. Uh, we are, my wife and I are going to the game tonight. Wow. OU minus seven and a half is what I have the uh, the spread at tonight. You know, mm. not setting expectations too high or anything. Mm. Play the Tulsa Golden Hurricane. How is Tulsa's softball program? Uh, I mean, it's been a good softball program at times. This year, having a having a tough go of it. Yeah, having a tough go of it. That's why the uh, line is set at uh, seven and a half. What do we call it? Do we? They've got the Turnpike rivalry with uh, Oklahoma State University. Do we have anything? Hmm. Yeah. Um, the Turnpike, then I-35 rivalry? I'm fine with that. Um, I'd like to do something where people in Tulsa routinely say how much their city is better than, than Oklahoma City and Norman. Nothing's really coming to mind right now. Let me think of that. We'll go to the text line. What should the OU-Tulsa softball rivalry be named? Just OU-Tulsa softball or OU-Tulsa in general? Hmm. I think OU's going up there, uh, what, next year in the non-con in football? Really? Mm-hmm. I think so. Is that right? What do you mean next year? 23? Is that what you're saying? Uh, the year after this upcoming football season. Yeah, next year, that means this fall. It's this year, okay? This We're always season, this. Yeah, this year's. Year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The upcoming year's this yeah, year. Yeah, okay. I, I guess you're right. Text line, that. I hope Tyler's attendance doesn't jink the softball team and they lose their first game. Oh. Do you not think I've been thinking about that for the past two days? When's the last time you went to an OU softball game? Last year, it was the Big 12 championship against Oklahoma State. It was a hashtag run rule. Okay. OU, of course. All right. I think we'll allow it as of but, right now. But, come on, if they lose to Tulsa tonight and the 32-0 and start, I mean, the unbeaten streak goes out, it's, it's clearly going to be my fault. Yeah. Hmm. I guess if you're going to lose to someone, lose to an in-stater. <laughs> uh, run rolls in 26 of 32 games this year That's 81% of the games that uh, have been played 0.67 ERA by the pitching staff For a non-softball guy like you Just trust me, that's good A sub-1 ERA 287 strikeouts by the pitching staff this year Right uh, Opponents Batting average is 136 <laughs> so no big deal that's also pretty good <laughs> that might be the most impressive right yeah, there uh well below the mendoza line there. yeah i'd say so 32 and 0 well i i would say the the mendoza line isn't it a little bit higher in softball seems like and i know it's maybe just ou but it seems like the averages are Seem to be a little yeah, bit Yeah, I mean, but I think you do get tricked a little bit by, oh, most girls hit 450 on the team. <laughs> no, not really. Yeah, most, no, not really. That's just OU. You tell me not not all players have a 1,000 slugging percentage. No, I'm, uh, I'm pumped to be out there tonight, man. And, you know, I, midweek game against Tulsa at 6 p.m., I feel like, you know, most programs across the country, it would be a, a nice crowd, but, you know, it's not going to be the most energetic scene, you know, out there. This place is going on a Wednesday night at 6 p.m. Tickets are in such high demand against Tulsa. That place is going to be packed out. I'm going to have to show up probably 10 minutes late, and I hope we find a seat. I'm guessing that we probably do, but 
It's it's going to be a madhouse in there. I'm worried that if you show up ten minutes late, you're going to miss the game. Yeah, uh, ball game. <laughs> Did nothing. That was it. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm guessing um, with those strikeout numbers and that low of a uh, average with teams hitting against Oklahoma. It can go rather quickly. Oh, I've accepted that Tiara Jennings is going to have two home runs before we even get there. She may, she may have a first pitch home run again. It feels like um, feels like all the time. Like you, like you check the game on Twitter, and it's like, oh, Tiara, oh they're up one nothing. What happened? Oh, Tiara hit a home run. Okay, neat. She's she's incredible, and I would say that the uh, the home run record she. Because how, how many – we talked about this before. How many did we say she hit last year? She hit 30-something, didn't yeah, she? Yeah, I forget what the exact As number was. But we'll Huge see number. We'll see where uh, Allo ends up after this year, and that's going to be a good gauge on if uh, T.R.A. can catch her or not. But, I mean, she'll – she's got a chance to make a run at it. Yep. Yep. Text line says uh, O-U-T-U Toll Road Tussle. That's one. <laughs> toll Road mm-hmm. Tussle. Run roll rivalry. How about, like, the uh, road construction rivalry? God, no kidding. The orange cone rivalry. On cue versus quick trip classic. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Depew series. Depew is halfway-ish. Yeah. I'm not reading this one, 3258. (laughs) (laughs) That's an old Larry the Cable Guy joke. Uh, Turnpike turmoil. Oh, man. I love it. Can you imagine a world where OU, the best university, was in Tulsa, the best city in the state? Wow. Be a bunch of uh, East Coasters out there at the uh, at the games. I bet OU campus, uh, OU Tulsa campus is just amazing. Up there in green country, just come different. on. Maybe they'll go to the just SEC too. different. Ten minutes late is run rule territory. I know that's what we're saying. It is. If the Sooner girls lose tonight, I'll shave my blank with a weed eater. <laughs> What kind of like? What is that? Like, who even says that on the text line? I mean, they'll know that we'll read it. But you, you didn't what? pre-read that. You almost no. I did. I was oh, like, okay, okay well, I, this is gonna happen, I guess. <laughs> I say Pixar, it didn't happen, but I don't know if I want to see that. Oh wow, that's <laughs> had to be a pretty small weed eater too, by the way. Oh man, battle for the overpass McDonald's. Shout out to Vanita there. Yeah. Well, they can have it, frankly. Uh, I'm over it. I was over that at, well, I was going to say 10. That's not necessarily true. Imagine, imagine the crowd if it were possible to configure Owen Field to have a softball stadium in the morning and the spring football game at night. That yeah. would be amazing. Well, that's the, um, that's the halftime idea for the spring game moving forward. If OU can just run real team in 10 minutes, play the first half of the spring game, Play a softball game at halftime in front of the same stands or from the, in front of the same audience, and then um, second half of the spring game, and that's it. Yeah, that would be amazing. Yeah, you could probably get fairly close to it um, if you situated the field just right. Because what what's the softball? It, it left field is super short over there. Uh, Two hundred is that what it is in left field? Maybe. Yeah. So. You could make it. You could do it. You could make it happen. Yeah, I you. You'd have to put a very very tall wall somewhere, though. You would, but how awesome would it be? Not a lot of teams hit uh, home runs on OU. I think OU's pitching staff. By the way, I read you those numbers. 
I think they have more shutout wins than they do earned runs this year. I think it's like the same number, Jeez. which is ridiculous. Maybe it's like 17. That's crazy. On the off chance, though, that someone hits a home run on OU, how awesome would it be if the field like sits back towards the north end zone and the fans, much like the football game, throw the softball out of the stadium <laughs> when a home run's hit by the opposing team? That's funny. There's going to be some... Uh... There's going to be some outfield seats in the new stadium that they have going up. Yeah. I mean, there's outfield seats now, but there's not yeah. you know, a ton of them out there. Have, and have they started the new stadium yet? I don't they, think they I don't have, think they broke ground. No, nah, I mean, it's just right across from the LNC. And last time I was at the LNC, there's a sign there that says, future home of uh, Love's, Love's Field, but nothing's happened yet hmm. as, as far as I know. So you need to pony up some cash to make it happen. Well, bring your caterpillar out there and start digging. What would they say if I just showed up over there with a shovel and a rake and started moving some? That was around? my uh, that that was going to be my solution to OU needs better facilities in football. You and Dan Cody just show up with a, a hammer and some two by fours Tra- and, and get it going. Trailer with uh, full of two by fours and sure plywood. you guys think that you're man enough just to build it yourself. All right, boys, we built you a new outhouse over here. Pretty Two, nice. 200 down the lines, 200 or 220 in dead center. That's where uh, Dodger Blaine. Yeah. Battle for the Soup Kitchen Trophy. <laughs> the Stroud Outlet Mall Memorial Game. <laughs> it's no longer? Is that what? I've never entered into the town of Stroud. Just that McDonald's when you're almost too Stroud on the turnpike. That's the, that's the only Stroud experience I've ever There's had. There's like a massive empty parking lot on the north side of the turnpike in the Stroud area. I don't know. And there's like a big building over there. I don't know if that was the outlet mall at some point or what, but do you want to have an opportunity to show how smart you are? Sure. Uh, what's what famous last name in OU history is from Stroud book out. Okay. I was, I was, I was worried that you were going to miss that one. You served me up a, an easy one I, there. I know. You're a little bit nervous. I thought you were going to miss that one after you didn't recognize uh, Barry Switzer's voice yesterday. What uh, What famous OU last name is from Eufaula? Can I have the break to think about it? <laughs> can, I, can I have I, the break? I feel like that's almost the same. It's almost as easy. Uh, well, and that, I, I did this big post on social media what a few months ago, like what high school, what single high school in Oklahoma can claim that they put out the best list of Sooners? And I told you before we did it, it's, I mean, this could be awesome, but Eufaula is really in the way with the Selman brothers. Yeah. But Stroud's not bad. You had a Two national champion baseball player, and uh, did, did he just make one Final Four or two? He didn't make any Final Fours. Yeah, he, he did. He was a freshman on the Elite Eight team in 04, the year Syracuse beat him in the Elite Eight. Yeah, I think he missed that Final Four year by one year, I believe. 03? I feel like he, he missed it there. by are you He was a true freshman if he was. I feel yeah, like he was, he was a, freshman. a freshman. Are you sure? Yes. Well, the 02 was the Final Four year. Oh. Well, I think he missed it right. by a year. Missed it by a year. Well, dang. Well, they would have won the El- thing. Elite Eight, all right? Like, he made the Elite Eight, not yeah. the Final Four. Yep. All right. Good stuff. All right. Quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Hit some things that caught my eye next. Stay tuned.
It is the rush on the ref. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. We call this segment What Caught Teddy's Eye. Let's get to it. Story number one is. First of all, quick shout out to our friends over at Roof Tech. Josh Tucker, former teammate of mine, runs the show over there. Can handle all of your roofing needs, whether it's just quick repairs or full-on roof replacements. Give the guys at Roof Tech a call. And I love this segment this week because it's my opportunity to talk a little Masters. Tiger Woods is playing. I'm calling it uh, tee off early tomorrow. They had some weather issues today, but apparently everything is looking really, really good for Tiger Woods. He's an 80 to 1 chance of winning. What do you think? Too high, too low, or dead on balls accurate I mean, at 80 to 1? Eight, that, that's the wrong thing. I, the, the right over under is 13 and a half holes actually played by Tigers oh this God. week. Don't bet on him to win. Bet on him to actually make it out of the first round before the glutes aren't firing. And frankly, mm-hmm. I think it's pathetic by you to uh, to what? take this opportunity to slander Tiger Woods. Just jump on board. Enjoy the show, man. Let's go. Yeah, I'll, I'll watch the first 13 holes before he has to pull out with injury. I'll, I will. I'll watch it. Did you see Mark Wahlberg's house for sale? Mox? Uh, no, I didn't see. I, I did see that he had to gain 30 pounds for a new role that he has or a role that he has in a new movie, and he was drinking olive oil during the day God. to help him gain weight. But, Mike, how much is his uh, house listed for? $87.5 million. Unbelievable, man. Dude, I'm telling you, the like the aerial pictures of this house or all of the pictures of this house are – it's it's just it's amazing. It is probably the coolest spread I've ever. Is it seen. a house designed in a giant Red Sox logo? Because you know all those actors that are from Boston have to tell you at every single second that they're from Boston. It's got a full court basketball um, floor outside. It's got a five hole golf course. It's got twenty bathrooms. It is just endlessly sprawling and amazing it's it is it's so cool (laughs) but it is beyond extreme it looks like a massive like five-star hotel it's it's unbelievable i can't believe one person or one family lives in this home i told you i met his brother on my honeymoon last summer right donnie not Donnie, Paul. <laughs> Everyone's like, who's oh, Paul? Paul runs Wahlburgers. Uh, uh, there's a location uh, by Fenway. They have a lot of Wahlburgers. It's actually really good, dude. No lie, it, it, Wahlburgers is really good. Paul was there. They have a TV show called Wahlburgers about the restaurant. And we everywhere we were at, we played up the, hey, it's our honeymoon type of thing to get the special treatment. Mm-hmm. And he took a picture with, with us and chatted with us because we were on a honeymoon. He, he was a nice guy. Yeah. Um, the only other thing that uh, I was going to put in here is a former teammate of mine, Dominic Riola, played center at Nebraska, played center for the Detroit Lions for, gosh, 15 years or so. His son, quarterback, was at a, uh, a school down in Texas. They're back in Arizona now, but Number one quarterback for the 2024 class. Number one overall player. Overall, yeah. yeah. I mean, he is Stud. the real deal. Was at USC a couple of weeks ago. Apparently, that was a eye-opening visit for him. We'll, we'll see if Muleshoe's able to get him or not. But 
I'd uh, I'd like OU to get in on that deal, man. Well, I'll tell you, um, USC wants him. Nebraska really wants yeah, Nebraska's him. going to pay to try to get him. Well, you know, Rayola's a he's a legacy there. His dad played was fantastic player for them there. So obviously they they feel like they've got a shot. But I'll tell you this, and he really 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 likes Oklahoma and always has. So um, I I thought that was really cool and. And interesting to see him kind of grow and take over that spot, man. It's awesome. Tell me if you can get down with this. Okay. A burger, okay? This is a unique burger. Tell me if this sounds appetizing to you. It's a Wagyu beef patty with cage-free pan fried eggs. So basically we're talking about a high-end meat here with uh, fried eggs on top. Okay. You also have grilled cold water lobster tail, heirloom tomato, uh, Tillamook cheddar cheese and truffle aioli on a toasted buttered bun served with Parmesan waffle fries. No. You're out on that? I'm out. Well, if you're in on that, you can get that at an Atlanta Braves game this year for the price of $151. That's right, a burger and fries. This burger and fries at a Braves game this year will cost you $151. And as a huge supporter of the Atlanta Braves, I probably shouldn't care about this, but this really kind of embarrasses me mm-hmm. that you're really going to try and sell a burger and fries for $151. Actually, uh, it kind of pisses me off the more that I think about it. You can take your Wagyu burger with cage-free mm-hmm. eggs and lobster tail on it uh, for $151, and I guarantee you... Uh, just your standard cheeseburger from Max Drive-In in Fort Gibson is a thousand times now, better. Now, I don't have an issue with you taking this opportunity to promote golf, but mm-hmm. Max Drive-In, giving them free publicity, that's where I draw the line. You go Max Drive-In, get a excellent cheeseburger, french fried taters to go with it, soft drink, and then afterwards, get yourself a derby cone. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, boy, there is war in Russia right now. Russia is involved in a war, I should say. But that did not stop President Vladimir Putin from holding a military beauty contest this week. That's right. Despite the ongoing conflict in Ukraine, he held a beauty contest named Makeup Under Camouflage. And it was done in celebration of International Women's Day. So basically, uh, women soldiers were involved in a military beauty contest. The event saw women soldiers compete in military tests and exercises, as well as show off their creative, culinary, and intellectual gifts. About 40 women took part in the competition, and all of the participants were from Russia's strategic missile forces. Hmm. One of the challenges included in the competition was the application of combat makeup. There were other non-combative activities like first aid skills, dancing, and general knowledge as well. Well, I'm all for uh, celebrating women. What a big old pervert he is. I'm all for celebrating women in the armed forces. But uh, read the room, bro. And I got to tell you, I I just have a suspicion that he's not going to be around long. Whether it's a Do you think coup? one of these oligarchs are going <laughs> to... They yeah. want their yachts back? Uh, yeah. I mean, 
I, I have a feeling some of those uh, Russian billionaires are, are brutal people to begin with. And yeah, uh, Putin may have got them there, but if there's a risk of taking it away, I don't know, man. Either a, a coup or an all, I, I don't know. It just, I feel like the entire world is like aimed directly at that man right now. Last one uh, before we hit a break. Now, you have to tell me who said this. Like, I, I don't know it's anonymous, but a f- Power 5 head coach said this anonymously, this quote. Now, remember the story I was referencing earlier from David Ubbin at The Athletic? Yeah. The crazy recruiting stories that head and assistant coaches have experienced out on the road? Yeah. A Power 5 head coach said this. I was doing an, an in-home visit with a top recruit and I was in the middle of a conversation, and I just started sweating. I had to stop and say, I have got to go use your restroom. So I paused and went in there, and when I say I blew it up, I mean I blew it up. End quote. Which Power 5 head coach said that? Well, if their current head coach takes Ed Ogeron off <laughs> the uh, list, that's who I was thinking. And if it's Power 5... Uh, it takes Seth Luttrell off the list. That was the other person that I was thinking. Wow, <laughs> of course. Um, uh, Lane Kiffin. I feel like Harbaugh. La- I-, I feel like Lane Kiffin would be the guy to talk about it afterwards. He's not the only Power Five head coach that's ever done that, but it's going to be a pretty small group of guys that would actually talk about it. It's probably Mike Leach, honestly. And, yeah, that's actually. That's actually a good one, and I think he would come out and talk about it at the house, uh, about what just went down. <laughs> Could be Harbaugh, though. He's a steak and milk guy, you know. Um, maybe got into a bad batch of milk on the road. Oh, gosh, man. Huh. <laughs> Somewhat. Could you imagine a head coach at your house and you walk hey, in? I wonder if it's former University of Oklahoma head coach Lincoln Riley. Um, no, he, he carries uh, poopery in his purse. Uh, there, there'd be no, there'd be no trace of that. Oh man. Good stuff. All right. Quick timeout. We'll come back and wrap up our number two next. Stay tuned. Cavis Construction bringing you our number two of the rush. Give them a call today, 405-573-3048. They can help you out with emergency repairs. Tulsa, 918-282-7612. Uh, text line's got a lot of thoughts on that previous quotes about a Power 5 head coach blowing it up in the bathroom somewhere. Mm-hmm. It's got to be a health nut because those guys like Harbaugh, Pittman, Cocho, and the bigger dudes are used to the heavy foods. Got to be like Jim Mora or Bobby P. Could see Lane Kiffin for sure. <laughs> Until you said current head coach, I was thinking Gary Patterson just because of the sweating parts. <laughs> Great points. Uh, that coach has to be Mac Brown, LOL. Please be Mac. 
Uh, well, man. we blew it up in there. It was, uh, it was a great number two. I'm proud of that number two and look forward to more number twos here in the future. <laughs> How do you think uh, Mac Brown asked to go to the to be pardoned to go to the restroom? Man, I, I, don't, I don't even know. I, I was going to try that one on the fly. Let Lee. me just step in here and say. <laughs> don't go in that bathroom for another 40, 45 minutes. That's what he would say. Uh, it has to be Sam Pittman, former O-line coach, blowing up bathrooms. Yeah, Nick uh. Saban. Nah, Saban would hold it, man. He's he's a pro. You think so? Yeah. Bill Self, he would do it and lie about it, probably. <laughs> yeah. He it, would be caught on tape. That's what I was about to say. If it was Bill Self, we'll soon find out on the FBI tapes. Oh, wow. A couple of decent years at USC, and Muleshoe will upgrade to Wildberg country. Woo! I don't know. Um, 90 million bucks, basically, for... Uh, the Wahlberg residence. That's crazy because there's like whenever you build it and then you decide to sell it, it's like You're taking a bath on that house. Well, the clientele that you're actually trying to sell there's like seven people on the planet that can afford to buy it. <laughs> if they don't want it, you're screwed. Jimbo was taking a jumbo. I like that one too. Oh wow. Very well done. Very well done, as always on the text line. Keep them coming, 651-3439. Final hour is next.